Hello and welcome to another week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the place where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table, as always, Adam Tollefson. This Tuesday night, Impact Wrestling on Access TV. Me and Kenny will tell you all about it, Marvez. I fell asleep before the main event. Um... On Wednesday after we record, like we record this show, we record another show, and yeah. then it's two hours long. Sting took it right out of you. He did. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I have mixed thoughts about the Sting. Like, I'm always happy to see a legend return. Yeah. Um, I always go back to the the whole AEW thing. Like, and I dig, I definitely dig what happened. Uh, but I always have that voice in my head that says. You know, if uh, WWE did this, people would just shit all over it more than likely. Or, yeah, or, or all the fans. WWE just did this four years ago. Or yeah, whatever. or the fans are off the bat, you know, it's so different than the WWE. And then it's like, mm. You can point to a million things that show you that it's really not that different. Maybe behind the scenes, the way he runs his company. Yes. Maybe it's 100% different, but what the was, ideas seem to be rehashed a lot. I agree. Also, what was funny... Well, we we can get to it and uh, what you watch him, but the Impact Wrestling this week, I watched it, so we'll talk about that. There's a lot of parallels with AEW and Impact too, as far as who's been there, yeah, shit they've done. Oh, like, I'm sure. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm excited. You uh, you watched Impact? I did. Okay, it's I'm for cool. free on Twitch. Nice. Yeah. So like, uh, Don wanted me to come over. Um, not not Don Callis, but uh, you know, our father-in-law, friend of the show. Don the Geek and oh, Cyrus didn't call you up. No, that's yeah. unfortunate. Um, and I had stuff to get. I'm leaving for a trip soon, so I had to get a, a bunch of stuff ready. And I'm like, nah, man. Then I'm like, oh, it's for free on Twitch. So I maybe now I'll watch more. Of it. Do I have to have an account or how does that? It's an yeah, app it's, or it's, what? It's just an email though. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Who am I joking? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as we sit down to record here, this is episode 39. We are sitting down on December 9th, 2020, and on this day in pro wrestling history. All right. 1986, we're going to start it right there. Ronnie Garvin and Barry Windham defeat Ivan Koloff and Crusher Khrushchev in Spartanburg, South Carolina to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. That's a lot of words. It is. But when you're as a, you know, a promotion like the NWA where a lot of their champions traveled around, it makes sense that they have a lot of different belts. Yeah. Like to be, cause they must've had regular tag titles and then they had United States tag titles. Right. Yeah. I, I'm sure that that played into, oh, well, if, if you're going to go to a show or you got to leave, uh, you'll see a title defended. Yeah, for sure. We dude. have a ton of titles. 10 years later, uh, Barry Windham was the stalker in the WWF. That's right. I just saw him. <laughs> hey, hey, you stuck around. That's true. 1988, Tatsumi Fujinami. Can't believe I didn't butcher it. That was well done. Defeats Kerry Von Erich for the World Class Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight title in Tokyo, Japan. When Von Erich cannot continue due to blood loss. 
Damn. However, Fujinami refuses to accept the belt and return to the championship to Von Erich the next day. What a class act. Yeah, he's like, I didn't beat you. Yeah. You just bled out in the ring. Man, they take it seriously in Japan. They do. You know? The culture. Yeah. It's a respect thing. It is. I dig it. We could we could learn a lot. We could. From our uh, <laughs> Eastern brethren. Look at the masks. They were way before us. I'm right? wearing a face mask. Right? Right? <laughs> 1995, ECW held their December to Dismember event at the ECW Arena in South Philadelphia. The show was headlined by an Ultimate Jeopardy cage match, but the big news out of the event was the Sandman winning the ECW World Heavyweight title by defeating Steve Austin and Mikey Whipwreck in a three-way dance. That sounds fun. I am a little upset with myself that I didn't dig deeper into this Ultimate Jeopardy cage match, but I did not. I'm pretty sure it's just Alex Trebek being the guest referee. <laughs> yeah. You know. In a cage. Yeah. R.I.P. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sandman, he says here you like uh, Budweiser and Six? <laughs> what is yes? <laughs> yes, I do, Alex. Um, 2001, WWE held their first vengeance pay-per-view in san diego california headlined by chris jericho winning a mini tournament become to become the first ever undisputed world champion oh yeah that's four-man tournament uh austin beats angle and then jericho beats the rock and yes. then immediately the very next match like jericho's fucked up in the ring and the he he wins the match against against Rocky, and literally then the glass breaks. And oh Austin my comes god! Down. Yeah, and he defies all odds to win it. That's the night where he uh, he wasn't told that he was going to be champ, and so like by the end of everything, he walks back. I mean, he, he could he's he's told before the match, you know, but not until he not got until to like the arena. pretty much day of yeah yeah. And then when he goes back to the hotel, like or by the time he gets to the curtain, everybody's gone. <laughs> yeah, and he just goes home. And nothing <laughs> he catering, goes, nothing no. to eat. He goes yeah, he goes to the hotel and then orders a pizza, and you kind of had to like beg him to do that even. And then he got locked out of his room. Yep, and yeah, that's a good story. Basically, ends up like sitting with the the new titles. Was it both titles or they already gave him the new belt? I don't know. No, yeah, he had both titles. And, and he just had, sitting he, eating cold-ass pizza He had locked himself. himself out of his room. And so when he went down to the... Um when he went down to the desk to get his pizza, he's like, oh, shit, I left my room key in there or whatever. And they're like, can you tell me what's in the room? And he's like, listen, asshole, you just saw me check in like 25 minutes ago. You're going to open this door and you're going to see two championship belts on that bed. Now fucking do it. And they did it. And he was like, yeah, you're right. And then he said as he walked in, like, he dropped the pizza face down on the carpet. Oh. And he had to pick it back up. And he was like, oh, I'm still eating. This. I'm starving. He's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. starving. But he felt so depressed, you know. Oh, it's not all glitz and glamour. The highs and lows can That's just right. come really quick, one after another. <laughs> 2007, former NWA champion Ron Killings announced that he had left TNA. Killings would later sign with WWE as R-Truth. He already had a stint before this as K-Quick. Right. Remember that? Yeah. 2009, ESPN's website featured an article on concussions in professional wrestling. Uh-oh. Using the death of Andrew Test Martin as the focus. Uh, during the piece, Dr. Bennett Omalu, the co-director of the Brain Injury Research Institute, told ESPN that Martin suffered from chronic traumatic this is a word I will not get right, guys. 
encephalopathy, encephalopathy, stemming from repeated blows to the head. Martin is the second former wrestler to be linked to CTE after Chris Benoit. And he stated in that report that the amount of CTE found in both Martin and Benoit were closer to that of the levels of Alzheimer patients more than twice their age. Damn. That's the kind of toll that thing can take on you. Unless you ask New Jack about Chris Benoit, he's like, steroids. Really? Yeah, I just saw a bit on it. But New Jack is New Jack. Yeah, and plus, who am I going to believe? New Jack? Or a doctor. Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> or, Dr. Bennett Omalu. Yeah. You know, the the Brain Injury Research Institute guy. That I'm probably going to trust him over you, Jack. Yeah, I think so, too. Don't tell New Jack I said I'm that. I'm not going to. I believe you, New Jack. You know, let's edit this when we're yeah, done. Yeah, fuck this. I don't want to get <laughs> on Jack's bad side. Right. I don't need to be at a StarCast and get stabbed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Heard you boys are talking shit. <laughs> Say it to my face. <laughs> they had New Jack on one of those high spots things a month and a half, two months ago, something like that. Oh, like a signing? Yeah, it was one of those. They're breaking it up now to where they do like the sign it live thing they did with Arn Anderson literally last night. And, um, or they do like the Thursday night gimmick table or whatever. And they'll usually have a guest on there. Scott Hall was one of the recent ones. Yeah. And they'll usually do all their signings kind of off camera, but they always bring them out in the beginning and they chat with them for a little bit. And like Jake Manning, man scout, he was like right. nervous as shit. <laughs> and he's like, I, I'm just, uh, the audience is just waiting for, uh, and new Jack goes, you to fuck up. <laughs> he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> just a terrifying man, dude. I don't care. Yeah, he is. It's fucking crazy. And then I thought I'd end this segment whenever I can with birthdays. Today, we have Pittsburgh's own Kurt Angle, 52 years young, WWE Hall of Famer. You're old. You're old. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he was born in 1968. Yeah, I think the math is right there. 52 years young. Happy birthday, Kurt. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. All right, we are. This is the go-home show to In Your House. It's time. And we finally get back into having intro man Todd Pettengill, although it wasn't as good as they normally were. I got some audio. Okay. First came the betrayal. That was followed with a barrier. The Undertaker is literally being buried alive. And then... Came the rebirth. He is the one. He is the only. He is the Undertaker. And look at that. The Undertaker battles mankind. No holes barred. It's raw. And it's only on USA. Then they showed that nice uh, disclaimer. I would, a big warning. Yes, I had that in my notes. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good show. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this shit is going to go down tonight. <laughs> We were wrong on that. There wasn't it really anything. really did it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they like edited the shit out of it. I don't. But then why would you put the it warning? It just has to be a ploy. Like you put that on there and uh, people are sticking around. Right. Like, cause, yeah. Because they, they already did a damn burial. They already did a damn <laughs> boiler room. They already did whatever. It's crazy, yeah. It's not like, well, let's just put a graphic on here because it's a no holds barred match. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we got a little bamboozled. It wasn't a bad match no, at all, by all means. Or, but, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't um, rectify a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Not at all. 
They start off right off the bat. It's uh, Psycho Sid versus Hunter Hurst Helmsley. It's a champion versus champion match. Sid's the world champ. Hunter is the intercontinental champ. Sid attacks Triple H in the aisleway before the match even begins. Gets it going. Hot start to this one. Um, it's pretty much all Sid. Like I yeah. don't know if Hunter's still kind of paying the price for the whole... But then again, why would you put the title on him if that's the case? Right. But boy, they made him look like a bitch here. But did okay? So he got the he got the IC title off Mero, right? Correct. And he's still going, I guess. I don't. I thought maybe I'm like, is he getting punished for perfect? Because they were no, no. I can't see that being the case. Originally, though, it was perfect and Hunter, and then Hunter or uh, perfect fucked up, and then they're like, no, we're just Xing Hunter out, right? Or perfect out, right? No, because perfect left. Just, right, but I mean, right before he left, when the with that stuff with, did they have it at all that they, Perfect and Hunter were going to be together before Perfect left? Yeah. They, okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Gotcha. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a managerial type role okay, for at least a little while, and then he was going to get his way back into wrestling. That's what I'm saying. You think they're like, all right, Hunter's back on the men now, and then oh, Perfect leaves. Let's take it out on Hunter. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see those two as like uh, buddy buddy really that much. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll, I, I don't know. I, man. I asked because Miro is now an AEW, and they're putting Lana through a table every week. <laughs> you don't I think would, there's I a little? Uh, no, because I have an argument for that too. Okay, she has a storyline. None on, of those other girls have a storyline. Really, on TV, she's on every TV week. every week, and it's yeah. a focal point. She was a sole survivor on her Survivor Series team. Yeah, these are good things. You're right. I'm. You can't tell me that she, yeah. Do you focal, think they're physically harming Lana to get back at Rusev? No, but I absolutely just, not. I like to make the people think dirt sheets, <laughs> fucking dirt sheets. I don't even dude. read dirt sheets. Where do you come up with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this was like, like I said, all Sid, man. He holds Hunter in a gorilla press for like 10 seconds before slamming him. Yeah. Then he like pie faces him right over the top rope. Yeah, that was legit. Drops him on the barricade outside, tosses him back in the ring. Sid delivers a brutal power Big bomb. Big old power bomb. And then Triple H just rolls out of the ring and gets counted out. Yeah. I don't even know if he got in any offense in this match. Yeah, I don't think so. If it if he did, it was very short lived. And I get doing that because you want to make Sid look super strong, but why would you do that to your like mid- intercontinental yes. champion? Yeah. He's supposed to be like kind of like head of the mid card guys, right? You're you're next. You're the you know, second. Aldo best. Montoya's back there. Just throw him around. <laughs> yeah, you got the goon or somebody. <laughs> yeah, we for sure have the goon. We saw him last <laughs> week, dude. Anyways, match number two. It's Goldust versus Bart Gunn, and Jim Ross announced at the onset of this one that it's going to be the match everybody's been clamoring for. Bart versus Billy this Sunday at In Your House. The guns explode. Yeah. <laughs> the, gu- the guns backfire. Yes. I was like, well, he's mentioning that. So the odds of uh, this one ending in some Billy gun fuckery is about 99.9. It, it's up there. Yeah, dude. Uh, they use most of the match to hype up what's coming on later tonight. They keep talking about the no holds barred match. And Vince says, you've seen them in a boiler room brawl. You've seen him in a buried alive match, but you've never seen him. No holds barred. <laughs> and I'm just like, 
I'd like to know which holds were outlawed in either one of those other contests that you just mentioned because yeah. I think those were as no rules as it gets too, really. Damn was damn for sure wasn't the mandible claw in any of them. You know? Like <laughs> it's nuts, dude. Look, you can't use a full Nelson. You can hit a guy with a tombstone. As many le- <laughs> as many pipes you yeah. clang and hit the guy, that's yeah. fine. Turn on some uh, a steam pipe and and, yeah, and yeah. burn the guy's hot face. coffee. Remember, there was hot <laughs> yeah, coffee involved right. in that match. The boiler room brawl. <laughs> My goodness, man! Uh, the crowd is flat as a pancake for this one. Uh, pretty much with good reason, though. There's not a whole lot going on here. You didn't like when Goldust threw his glitter in his face. I don't mind that spot. That I think that would piss me off. Like it looks like it gets all over the ring. Or was it like the stuff from Craig High School when we went and saw where it was just like the, that paper? No, it, it's that's a legit what, that's glitter. That's what right? it comes out with. That's what that comes out from the falls. ceiling. Okay, like the little circles. Yeah. Um. But no, that shit that he threw in his face was just straight up gold dust. <laughs> glitter. Um, Goldust does win it clean after Bart appeared to hurt his knee after missing a cross body attempt off the top rope. Yeah. He, that looked pretty brutal too. Yeah. And a, and a move, like if you're going to do a move off the top rope, like the little turning cross body doesn't look that great, but it did look like he stuck the knee pretty good. Yeah. He, he landed rough. Yeah, dude. Uh, (laughs) Billy does come down, says that Bart is nothing and that he was the single-handedly responsible for all three of their tag team title wins. Um, <laughs> Taking that, all the credit. Then we go to break. Todd Pattengill reflects on the Karate Fighter Holiday Tournament, uh, the finals of which are going to take place next week on a live Raw. Ooh. You didn't want anybody spoiling the results. Yeah, You don't want Bischoff to be like, uh, Jerry Lawler wins the Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament. That'll put butts in the seats. <laughs> Don't bother changing the channel. Sable. You know what's funny is... Um, or no, it's Lawler and Pattengill. That's right. Yeah. No, Lawler and Pat, Lawler beat Pattengill. Oh, that's Lawler right. Versus Lawler versus Sable. Lawler and Sable. Okay. Um, God, we're sitting here arguing about a Karate Fighter karate Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you got um, us again, Vince. So everybody remembers that whole, um, oh, Mankind, that'll put butts in the seats. Yeah. But rem- the first time I ever remember that happening is pertinent here because it was when the Smoking Guns first won the tag team titles. Oh, really? And I remember Eric Bischoff going, uh, we got some uh, results from the other show. And he's like rattling off a couple matches. He's like, the Smoking Bums win the tag team titles. And nice. I was just like... It's just it was dig after dig after dig. Yeah, man. I like that. Hey, it was war. Raw is war. <laughs> <laughs> Match three: Double J, Jesse James versus Justin Hawk, Bradshaw, and Zeb Coulter in a handicap match. Did I say Zeb Coulter? Is that right? Is it Zebakaya? But that's what he's called. Though. Yeah. Later on, Zeb Coulter. Sure. Either way, it's Dutch Mantel. You know God who damn it is. Dirty Dutch Mantel. Uh, I said this has to be Dutch Mantel's first. And possibly last match on Raw. Like, you don't think he actually had a match as as uh, Jack Swagger's Oh, right, because it's a handicap match. Yeah, 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 he's in it. I thought you meant just, like, being there. He's going like, to the pay window, dude, if they win this thing. I, yeah, it probably is his last, right? And probably his first. It could be his only. Sure. No, he's wrestled before. On Raw. On Raw. No, probably first and only. You're, you're correct. Thank you. 
Yeah. I don't know though. I just think and I, I don't blame him for not coming back after what happened. To him. <laughs> well, he's branded. So lives with that scar yeah. of a marker. He's 47 <laughs> years old here. He didn't look that bad, really. That fucking mullet is on point, dude. That no, he, he, so looks long. Pretty, he looks like he's 47, I guess. He does. Yeah. He looks, yeah. He but looks. he doesn't look 80 and he doesn't look, yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds about right. And this match, it wasn't much better than the last one that, la- or the one last week with just Jesse James versus Bradshaw. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Kind of sucked. Um, at the end of it, though, Zeb goes to hit J- uh, James with the branding iron, but Double J ducks, causes Zeb to clock Bradshaw instead. Jesse James then gets the roll-up pin. One, two, three. And then after the match is over, Adam, what happens? After uh, after the match, Bradshaw then takes his anger out on Zeb, goes and gets the branding iron, and brands. Well, first he punches him and gives him that big-ass lariat. Oh, right. He did hit him with the lariat. I didn't. Yeah. You're, yeah. You, you, he delivered clocks. it. And he, then he, he lays it in. And then he, quote, Gets, brands him gets the marker brander which i thought was funny because um a lot of times what they've been doing when they do the branding angle they kind of sell it at least a little bit like they even either yeah like, like it's sizzling or something Zeb just laid there like a fucking prone nothing <laughs> just took the marker and went because well, the worst part was over you know <laughs> the lariat from bradshaw that's true Next up, we get a special interview with Bret Hart in the middle of the ring. It's conducted by Jim Ross. Bitter JR. Bitter JR. Now, Jerry Lawler the whole night was like begging to be the one to interview him because him and Bret Hart have beef since way back. Oh, yeah. They got history. Um, He's like, ask him about his parents. Why they got, they're nudists, you know, until <laughs> so they got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> uh, just fucking classic old. one-liner from classic. Jerry. Classic, classic. Uh, Bret Hart says that this Sunday, it's not going to be a wrestling match. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. And he says that when Sid snaps, they call him Psycho Sid. But when he snaps, they're going to call him the World Wrestling Federation champion. Pretty good line. Yeah. That's a good line. And then it's he's good, like, good Sid outro. will be excellently executed. I, I always <laughs> yeah. think it's funny when they say that. <laughs> I do too. Like, I like the whole excellence of execution. That's a great little... But n- when you use it, yeah. yes, as, as ex- excellently executed. executed. Yeah. That sounds lame. Un- unique New York is now gone. <laughs> excellently I'm in a warm executed. up, yes. <laughs> Please do that. I would, I would like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we got the big match coming up this Sunday. And then the last match on the show is the no-holds-barred match between Mankind and The Undertaker. Uh, As Mankind is heading to the ring, they show a brief vignette from Mankind, who is sitting on a sand dune in Dubai. Yeah, overseas. And he's just like, like, (laughs) Uncle Paul, take me home. And he's just like throwing sand down his shirt and shit. Yeah. I want to go home. It's going to be so uncomfortable, Mick. That sand gets everywhere. It's going to take you years to get that out. It looked like the finest powdered sand. Like It looked like something out of a storybook. Yeah. And it was like dark color, too. Like, Yeah. It didn't look like that shit out in my son's sandbox. I'll tell you what. Probably because it's from Dubai. (laughs) Like diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) That's diamond dust. No problem. Oh, you should have brought some of that back and sold it to gold dust. Yeah. Here, use this. Throw that in somebody's eyes. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) cut. So, yeah, I said I'm expecting a lot from this one, being that it has been relentlessly hyped for two weeks now. And the graphic in the beginning of the show. 
And Undertaker immediately hits like all of his signature stuff right off the bat. He gets that big. And now man or Undertaker's working that more aggressive style here. He's teardrop taker. Yep. He hits that awesome, you know, running clothesline. Um, he gets that old school move where he walks the ropes. Yep. He delivers a choke slam. He then scoops mankind for the tombstone, but the executioner heads to the ring. God damn it. And uh t- Oh, don't worry. They're going to get it on in an Armageddon rules match this Sunday, Adam. Can you break that down for me? Nope. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's the last man standing match. Okay. At the end, we talked about that. They're like, there's no pinfall or submission. That's right. You're Somebody right. just can't let, has to like not be able to get, get up. up. So that's, that, yeah, that's got to be the last man standing. Sounds better though. Armageddon. It, it does. Uh, <laughs> Should have just called. <laughs> Taker knocks the uh, executioner off the apron. Starts to give chase down the aisle. They go to break. But as soon as they come back from break, uh, Undertaker and Mankind, they're battling on the outside of the ring. Uh, He picks up steel steps and smashes Mankind's hand, I guess, to eliminate the mandible claw. Yep, which is smart, right? But it looks looks like he got him. Yeah, I think so, too. Do you think, so is this the graphic, you think? Slamming your hand in the car door? No way. Style, you know? You don't have to put up that graphic unless there's blood. First of all, you probably don't have to put up the graphic at all. It's a, it's a, it's like a courtesy to USA Network if you're gonna have some shit. Yeah. Like, why didn't they have that a month ago when fucking Pilton pulled a gun? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. It's um, weird. But, but whatever, man. Uh, but it did look like nowadays when a guy goes to like quote slam someone's like arm or something with the steps. Yeah, it's like no matter how they shoot it. You all, you know it doesn't hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But this one looked like it smashed like it just that completely hand, dude. Just leveled it. It did. Flattened it did. It. Um. Eventually, the tables turn. Mankind's able to mount a little bit of offense. He even sets up Taker's leg on a chair near the announce table, and then he drops an elbow onto it from the apron. His awesome little cactus jack throwback. Fuck yeah, dude! It was that. great. Um. There's a really animated fan in the front row with a cactus jack shirt on I yeah that guy i i have for the you last look like our weeks. buddy cal roach yes <laughs> I, like I was spot on i did do a double take so i was thinking it was um i'm like is that the ecw dude but it's, i don't think i'm not sure i if you gun to my head brian pillman's nine millimeter in my head i don't know <laughs> um i think it might be that it, dude it could be i'm not 100 percent Eventually, they get back in the ring. Mankind does get the mandible claw applied. Yep. But the Undertaker is able to eventually fight out of it. He hits a tombstone, gets the pinfall victory. Ding, ding. Executioner hits the ring again and chokes out the Undertaker as the show goes off the air. With a spike thumb in the carotid artery, right? They didn't call it the Asian spike this week, though, did they? They just said he's using his thumb like a spike. Yeah. I wonder. (laughs) I wonder. Graphic content. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was better than the last two Raws, but I'm definitely hyped for a little pay-per-view action. It's it's the last smaller pay-per-view before we're going to get the Royal Rumble. Ooh. Um, so, everything after this, everything's going to start building to the Rumble, which, you know, then starts building to WrestleMania. So, I'm I'm excited it's for gonna, it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to... Pick up some speed here. I hope so. Be sure to join us here next week. We're going to break down the December 16th, 1996 episode, which will have the fallout from In Your House. It's time. 
And we, like I said, we're going to get the train rolling to San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. Next up, it's time to go into the darkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Very, very slow news week. Possibly the slowest news week thus far since we started the show. Um, I'm going to chalk it up to the fact that... um, Ringside is very busy right now with all their, you know, their Black Friday, their Cyber Monday. Now they're doing Cyber Monday, like 2.0 or something. Mm-hmm. Like they're running all these sales, so they're not focused on dropping new pre-orders and things of that nature. Sure, just it's just what I'm chalking it up to. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. Um, one thing that caught my eye though today was there's a Twitter account. It's uh, Showcase underscore Collector. Uh, they posted a sneak peek image of a possible new Scott Hall Wolfpack Elite figure. Nice. Uh, complete with the Tupac-style bandana tied yes, in the front. Yes, I loved when he did Thumbs that. Thumbs up hands and uh, an NWO Wolfpack shirt, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. And this guy has gotten a lot of stuff right about upcoming Mattel releases. So it's it's unofficial. Um, but who knows? Like that's that's a pretty good indicator if this if this account posts. He's it. been so, right before. He's been right before. Um, other than that, the only real figure news I have uh, is in reference to the micro brawlers. Um, Pro Wrestling Tees put out a notice on Tuesday night saying that their newest micro brawler will drop in the next seventy two hours, and it's only going to be limited to two hundred and fifty pieces. Um, the last time they did this, it was Kurt Angle. Mm. Sold out immediately, and the secondary market is absolutely crazy on them. It's not like when you get the the ones in the crate, okay, where they're just in a little baggie with a piece of cardboard stapled to the top. Right, they actually come in a nice little box now with ah. the, with the brawler in the window, perfect for getting an autographed hanging on your wall, that kind of thing. It looks more like a collectible now, right? You know what I mean. Doesn't and f- I don't know if they're doing that f- like moving forward with all of their brawlers. Yeah. I, I I could see it. I could see it, save for the ones that come in the crate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It just seems like a space saver just to have it in that little baggie. But I true. Don't, that I was don't my know. favorite nursery rhyme song too. How much is that brawler in the window? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one with the gold medal. <laughs> Two hundred fifty bucks on eBay. G. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Somewhere in that neighborhood, man. But anyways, I've been like refreshing the page almost hourly. Because I, I feel like the, it's going to drop at the start of an hour. I don't know what hour that is. Sure. And Ryan Barkin, the owner of Pro Wrestling Tees, said that it's going to be the biggest micro brawler they've ever had. So then people are like, biggest. Like, you've already done Andre. Right. He's hard to get a hold of, but they've done it. And he's like, no, biggest, like, name-wise. Okay. Interesting. So that gets that gets me thinking like maybe it's like an Austin or something like that right or a Hulk yeah um yeah i thought of hulk when you said that most people are speculating that it's either going to be sting i could see that too who just appeared on AEW and PWTs is making a lot of merch already uh-huh. um but my combat there would be i think they're going to make well over 250 pieces of the sting one cuz they're going to be moving those yeah uh but the other one that's bantered about a lot is Owen Hart i think it's going to be an 
Our first oh. Owen Hart figure since uh, Jack's Blue Blazer, probably. Or, you wow. Know, yeah, that could be. Because Martha started allowing, after the dark, or dark yeah. side of the ring, um, they started doing shirts and stuff. So. Yeah. Mm. So I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Refresh. 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 <laughs> uh, as far Put the as phone down, Matt. Where Jeez. we are at, uh, right now. There's probably a roughly around 48 hours left in that window. Okay. If they're smart, they just wait till close to that 72 hours. Because you got you, people going to your site, dude. Constantly. You get site traffic. I must have. I must have clicked on that site 15 times today. Probably more. Yeah, probably that's, more. That's what you do. That's pretty. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Thanks, Colt Cabana. Purchases. You got anything or arrivals? I like. I, to say. I got. Let's see. Four new Hasbros. Nice. What'd you get? Okay. So one of them came in a box and I'm like, oh, this person's pretty funny because they wrote on the outside of the box. Ooh. Be sure not to crush. Oh. Kona crush? Kona crush. Nice. Wasn't in that box. Really? Yeah. It was the head shrinkers. Both of them? <laughs> Both of them. You know, what'd you pay for those? You? I'd have to go look. Ballpark uh, it. 30 something for yeah for some reason fatu is hard to find really yeah people will like come up with samus all day long in fact i actually had an extra samu at one point I oh mean, shit and isn't it like that with the steiners too right doesn't like rick really i I've, sought after yeah i don't have rick i have scott yeah so i just thought it was funny i'm like oh that's, that's funny because i the other one was crush yeah Kona crush so what was the other one that the other one was Kona crush i know but you oh, said four. Oh, sorry uh the Giant Gonzalez. That figure sucks. I know. It's on the vein of Warrior 3 and uh, Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, that's fucking... I hate that mold. You need it, though. You need it. You absolutely need it. Um, Well, while we're on the subject, I got a couple Hasbros, too. All right. I got a couple Hasbros. And while we're on the subject of crappy molds, I didn't have Skinner. (laughs) And here he is in all his uh, arm-whipping glory. (laughs) Just walking towards you, swinging them arms. Yeah, and then uh, the next one I got, I got these all from a guy. I think I paid right around 45 for all three. Uh, DiBiase number two with the yeah. green suit. I, it's kind of weird I didn't have this. This was like a staple. Everybody seemed to have it when we were kids. And I don't have the million-dollar belt. Got to have the million-dollar title. Nice. Accessories is where it's at with these things, too. Like, no. Sometimes you'll pay double what you'd pay for the figure, just for the accessory. Like, right. I'm sure you could sell just the demolition helmets for 40 a piece. Yep. Or the razor chain for 40 a piece. Yep, it's like fucking sure. crazy. I've tried um, to just look at just accessories. And I'm like, Jesus, outrageous. There's some guy in one of my figure groups that like loves to rub it in. And he's got like a fishing tackle box <laughs> and he like opens it up and it's like every little slot. It's like full of nightsticks and uh, shears and chains and Frankie's and all this shit. That's great. Um, and the last one oh, I got is Beefcake number two. Now, he has he came with orange shears. Really, really good condition orange shears. But this Beefcake number two is supposed to come with black shears. But Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, for the time being, at least I have a pretty decent Beefcake. I never yeah, owned I this figure as a that. kid. Yeah, I, never, I don't think I've ever seen it in the flash. In the flash? In the plastic flash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was happy. to. I haven't That's added awesome. a Hasbro in a long time. And the guy was putting them out there with, like I said, pretty decent prices because I've seen this Brutus go for 40 yeah, by itself. I was just going to say that. So I think I paid, I think when all was done with shipping and everything, I think it was like 
ticking over right around 55 bucks for all three. Yeah, I was like, that's not that's bad. Great. Considering you get the accessory with the million dollar man and, and, and Brutus. The Brutus. Yeah. Um, I did get my next Colt Cabana pin and it is featuring one of my faves, Tommaso Ciampa, Milwaukee's own. Shout out to a local boy. God damn, he looks young. Yeah, he does. What episode does that say that is? 138. That's pretty early, yeah, right? That's early. That's in the first two years, right? No, I guess it would be just after that, but still. Yeah, but still. Yeah, but still. Um, and then this was a fucking, this was a day. So Monday, I think it was Monday, I got home from work. We went to uh, take the boy to karate. He's he's getting into some karate because Jana does, my daughter does cheer and she does gymnastics. Maverick just turned four. Like he needs something to do. Like he want he wants to do something that's his thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we, we took him to this, uh, martial arts place or whatever. And he's, he's digging it, but he has first class and I, I buzzed home and then Kendra goes, Hey, I just had a weird phone call from a guy. And I was like, really? What? She goes, he said that he had to Google my name to, to get my number and that a package was delivered at his house with your name on it. And I go, Shut the fuck up. This is the Paul Bearer yes. that I've been waiting like three weeks to get. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah. And I go, cool. Where, you know, where does he live? Where do I got to go pick? I'll go pick it up right now. Like just, and she goes, he's going to, he said he'd drop it off in about 15 minutes. And I'm like, fucking awesome. I thought you were going to say Janesville, Iowa. Oh, <laughs> I would have made the trip. No, I would have had him post market to me. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, and I was half expecting to, like, get a story from the guy, but he pulled up, and uh, he just, like, he had the box in the backseat of his car. He's a real, like, gruff-looking guy. You could tell he didn't really want to talk. He's like, yeah, sorry about this. I sent it back to the post office twice, and I'm like, motherfuckers, because I told yeah, him I was you looking for it. you worked with them. You worked at the post and office. And I got nowhere. And he goes, yeah, so the third time it shows up, I just I just Googled the last name, you know, Marbury. It's, That's cool he did that. Couple. Yes, and, and after talking to the guy, I'm like, this doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would go out of his way to try to find the home. Right. But he's like, it, I opened it, and I'm, I'm like, whatever, <laughs> dude. Like, he's like, I opened it on accident. I'm like... <laughs> No, you didn't. It came to your house three times, and the third time you're like, "Fuck it, let's see what's in here." I don't yes, know. Yes, I was gonna say, did you ask him which time you? Yeah, why no. you can't send it back if it's up. But like yeah. I said, he was like in no, uh, in no mood to like sit and chat with me. I was like very appreciative. I'm like, thank you so much. Like I had a claim in with the post office. I've been looking for it. Yada yada yada. Did he um, say anything about Paul Bear? No, no, nothing, nothing at all. Okay. But as he <laughs> drove by, he gives an oh no, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so here it is. Classic superstar, Paul Bearer. Oh, that's awesome. Autographed. Beautiful. I mean, there's no COA or anything. I don't, I assume that's, how many people, you know, were, what's the point of falsifying a Paul Bearer autograph? Right. It's not a Stone Cold or a Hogan yeah, or something. So yeah. like, I'm like, that's got to be legit, dude. I'm sure that's legit. And uh, I'm happy to have it. Like I said before, I'm. I'm just excited that it didn't end up in uh, in in fucking parts unknown, right? Yeah, Dubai with mankind. Then, then the big. I'm super super excited for this. Uh, it came today, so I literally had it for like maybe an hour before you got here. Is this the razor? Yes. Yeah. So I have not even opened it. Oh. We'll do a live unboxing. All right. 
Oh, this there's is something in be, here uh, that you don't know about too. Really? Yes. Oh, shit. This is gonna be awesome. I hope. All right, Matt's got the box cutter out. He's uh, getting the corners. I know I got the uh, Scott Hall in Japan DVD. I for sure bought that. Yeah, I want to see that too. That sounds pretty fun. All right. It's in the wrapping. Oh, you know what? Interesting. Uh oh. This is this is only part of the order. Okay. And I did notice that I had two separate um, order numbers. But I thought that uh, they would combine them to save themselves on shipping. Sure. So it looks like what we have here is going to just be the turnbuckle pad. All right. Which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. I've never owned a turnbuckle pad in my life. <laughs> it's got a decent size to it. It does. All right, let's see I've it. only seen the pictures. Whoa, that thing's huge. <laughs> that kick it. That rocks, dude. All right. It's <laughs> All right, purple. So it's- Yep, it's purple. It's got the the Razor Ramon Razor Blade emblem. Uh, it says the bad guy under that. It's and got like it's, his Hasbro figure. Yeah, it's got the Hasbro figure, the purple Hasbro figure. And signed in yellow, which I think was a really good choice. Great Yellow call. paint pen. The bat, It says Razor Ramon. So something like this, man, um, I know you could buy shadow boxes that it would fit in. That would probably look cool. Yeah. But if you needed to, you could just kind of hang it on the wall, too. Totally. But I don't, I don't want it to get ruined, so I probably will try to go the shadow box route. Yeah, I think so, And too. I was a little worried, uh, not worried, but I was wondering how they were going to, because some of them they do are embroidered. Oh. Like that NWO one they were selling was embroidered. I okay. missed out on it because it sold out like a blink of an eye shit. Um, if it was going to be like foggy or like, um, I don't know, not like pixelated, but like, that looks good. That looks I think really it looks good. pretty damn good. Looks really good. Pretty cool. I'm pretty happy to have that, add that to the collection. That's a great one. Um, really shitting on my giant Gonzalez. I'm Hasbro, really bummed Matt. out that something else didn't come, though, because next week you are not going to be able to grace me with your presence. That's right. And I haven't figured out yet what I'm going to do. Um, maybe we'll do a Zoom or something. Yeah, I think maybe we will do Zoom, even if it's just for part of the show. Okay. But, yeah, so that's... Uh, Let's see here. I, I got to head down to Tropicana Field and help him set up the new Thunderdome. What is this? 2020 was okay. <laughs> oh, they sent me a card. Happy holidays. Wishing you a better than okay 2021. <laughs> and it's got freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. 2020 no, was fantastic. okay. <laughs> I like that a lot. Better than okay. Yeah, then look, they send they uh, throw you the COA, so it's got Razor. In the picture? In the picture, signing. That's it was awesome. just signed on December 3rd, not long ago. Shit, What's the man. date today? The ninth. The ninth. Less than a week ago. Shit, yeah, bitch. That's awesome. Can I see the picture? Yeah, it is bigger than I thought. It's too, huge. Right? Pretty cool. Razor's looking good. Oh man, and they had such limited time with him. Like I wanted to hear him tell stories, dude. That's being like that's your dude from childhood. You just wanted to hear him yap, right? Soak it up. And he tell didn't have a whole lot of time to do that. But whatevs. It was still He'll awesome. be back. Yeah. Still back, still bad ass. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the arrivals. Oh, man, Adam, I can't wait to uh, hope I'm not overhyping what I have coming next week. All right. It is now time for Adam to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch some shit. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. 
Ding! Yeah, we might as well get that out of the way. So we were recording the episode last week, kids, and I got a couple. You were blowing. My phone was blowing up. up. People were like, are you watching AEW? Because we do record this on Wednesday night. And I'm like, damn, dude, something must be happening because I've not been hit up like that since and like, Hulk Hogan kind of like, turned. Kind of like, we. it's not uncommon for your father-in-law to text you. Yes. Like half spoilers almost every week. Yes, but I had people I don't even really talk to a whole lot. Shout out to Noah. Sure. And, and he was like, are you watching this, man? And I, it just made it, and, and God bless both of them. They didn't spoil anything, so I went home yeah. that night, and I got stayed off social media. And I liked the way that they did that in that tag match because I wasn't nobody saw that coming nobody saw that coming yeah so i i don't know i'm excited about it we were kind of talking about it before it'll be interesting to see what they do i mean i heard like a multi-year contract but as as a wrestler as a advocate as a it'll be i'm sure be an advocate and and it must be nice just to throw around money like this but you know what i mean (laughs) mbn hashtag And it's funny because on Impact, yeah, they must have blew all the money on Sting because uh, they had a commercial for AEW with Tony Khan and I heard about this Tony Schiavone, and it was like the best like cable access looking shit. Yeah, Yeah, it was great, and it was totally a oh, we're really looking forward for you to come back with your championship belt, Kenny. We need to have a chat, (laughs) you know, shit like that. It was it was great. Um. Well, yeah, yeah, might as well go into that, too. We talked about it briefly, but Kenny Omega basically hijacked the title and took it with Don Callis to Impact. What's going to happen? And then, so, do you have you not, uh, you didn't see anything with what he did at Impact or anything? Negative. So, last night. Pretty sure it was uh, a tape segment. They kept, the whole episode, it's, oh, the bus is here. They're outside. And then. um, Sounds so WCW, dude. Dude, it totally was. And. Then at one point, um, so their cha- Impact's champion is Rich Swan. Yeah. Yes. And he goes to walk up, uh, and they're like, oh, sorry, parking lot's blocked off. Um, the champ has it blocked off. And, and he's like, I'm the champ. Well, right now, Moose brought his own belt like a couple months ago and calls himself the champ, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh, man, Moose is doing this shit again? Like, no, not, not, not that champ. And he's like, I'm the champ. You know, they went... That, that whole bit. And then uh, he's like, no, 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 the AEW champ. And then Swan's just pissed. And he's just like, uh, and then, oh, Josh Matthews walks up and he's like, uh, I got to interview Kenny and Don. Like, oh, you're on the list. Go ahead. And then Rich is just like, fuck this. And, you know, runs off. So Josh gets on the on the bus. They come out. Uh, at one point, um, Don's like, I don't even know why you're really here. I mean, let let us do the talking type thing. And Kenny's like, no, 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 he, he's fine, he's fine. He's like, uh, he's like, well, first we want to take off this old nameplate. So they took off the Moxie nameplate. Like, Josh, you want this? And then Kenny goes, Yeah, you're a Dean Ambrose guy, aren't you? Tough enough, season one. He said that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah, he's just. And then Don's like, Yeah, he's a Stanford stooge here. <laughs> and like, he's like, oh, I don't want it. So they just chuck it. And then basically, Don just goes into how he was trained by the Sheik, yeah, and that the Sheik's Kenny's uncle. Yep. And that, and then they bring out a picture of the Sheik and set it there, and like he met Kenny when he's like twelve or something, and that. What Sheik taught Don, Don's teaching Kenny, and they had this plan not two years ago when they were in New Japan together. This has been 
you know, since years they're in the years, years, you know, deck 27, you know, and oh, it, was, it was pretty good, dude. I suggest you watch this interview segment. It was really good. Kenny gets into comparing, uh, kind of like why he's there. He's like, well, you know, I used to be a comic book collector, but it's like, once you get the best comic book, which is action comics, whatever, yeah. but the, the debut of Superman, whatever, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, but doesn't mean I doesn't, I don't want an X-Man number one. Triple A title, or maybe I need me a Spider Man number one. I don't know. Maybe that's Impact title. Like so, he's like the belt collector almost kind of thing. Oh, that's or, gimmick infringement. Austin Aries just did that. That's shit. true. <laughs> Never said that, but check it out. Watch it because um, I I thought overall it was good. The actual Impact show was like an Impact show. Yeah, I don't know. Which but, I don't even know what that looks like. You watched one of the pay per views with us, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that, but not, not as, as good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But what was really funny love, to me. Uh, I, I don't like Moose. I'm not a Moose guy. I love Willie Mack. Willie he's Mack still is there? on. Yep, he's kicking ass in there. Um, Who else? Well, I love Brian Myers. So he's He was there. on. The the most professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, they showed uh, highlights from, you know, last week with AJ Swoggle. The Good Brothers are there. The yeah. Norse there. Yeah. Sammy Callahan. Yep. It, yeah. Not a bad, not a not bad, bad roster. That's what was sure. funny was to me was that at every commercial they'd show highlights from the past. Okay. And like, it seemed like everyone, like it, they showed when sting first came back from W like after the W WCW, you know, collapse. Sure. So boom, you got something that they kind of did first. You had the young bucks versus motor city machine guns. Them do, I mean, generation me or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it was just like that Scott Steiner doing the bad math promo, um, you know, you just circling their whole impact thing. It, it was basically, and I get it. It's a showcase of sure. impact, you know? Oh yeah. But it was, it was cool. And I, I'm curious to see if Kenny will actually be back there anytime soon. I, I kind of doubt it. I think it seems like it's going to be one of those things where he maybe pops up every once in a while. Right. Like I don't doubt that he'll wrestle a match there. Yeah, I could see that. I don't but think I, it'll be anytime soon. No, I don't either. I don't either. Especially since he's going over to Mexico to defend that title and he's yeah. in quarantine. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. But definitely check it out just for, for Don's. God, Don just kicks he's ass. Great. And then, yeah. It, it, and Kenny is in the, he's looking like the damn cleaner. He even signed off with a good night and goodbye. I bang. love that. It was good. Love that. Uh, we we took in some live local pro wrestling. ACW Wisconsin. Yes, we did. Uh, that's the aforementioned Hornswoggles uh, promotion. It's about a two-hour drive for us. Yep. But they run. They seem to run bi-monthly for the most part. Right. Like, uh, their next show is in January, so that one's kind of like a monthly thing. Yeah. But uh, as a rule, it's almost like every other month, so... It's not that bad to take a two-hour drive every other month to go check out some awesome pro wrestling. I agree. And he likes to bring in, like, one or two named guys each show. Yeah, and this one we were supposed to originally get uh, Heath Slater, and he got hurt. Mm. And then Ethan Page, something happened with him. I, yeah, I think he was in close contact. That's with, right. With some and we got stuff. It. And they played safe here, too, so they're not going to risk any of that yeah. stuff. So. We did get the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. We did see him live in the flesh. Uh, went against Joey Jet Avalon. That was a hell of a match. Great match, yes. I dug that. <laughs> and then at the very end, Matt was. Uh, we had aisle seats, and Matt almost got taken out by four mass men that ran to the ring and attacked both Joey Jet. And Brian. Yeah. 
and nothing was said about it. I don't know what's going on with that. That should be seen next month. We probably do. It was like retribution style. It was. I think T-Bar was in there. Slapjack. T- <laughs> I hired a guy at work named T-Bird. Did I tell you that? Yes. I didn't hire him, but he works yes. there. Man, does he fucking talk, too. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah, the uh, the main event of that show, Adam Grace... He defeated Logan Lynch in a tables match. That was pretty good. That was legit. The whole show was fun, man. I loved it. I had a blast. I can't wait till... uh, Well, me and Adam are now season ticket holders. That's right. We'll be at every show. Matt got me a Christmas present. Yes. A little early, and I'm now uh, a 2021 ACW Wisconsin season ticket holder. Yeah, baby. Um, Then we took in a little takeover war games. Last year, we were there live. Yep, in the windy in Chicago. City. What a great night that was! That was a great night, and we went and saw Brian Myers after that. We did, <laughs> yes, the major wrestling figure podcast. We went and checked that out. That's right. That was a good time. God, that's crazy, right? <laughs> weird, very weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved. Uh, I loved Takeover. I thought it was great. Yeah, man the um, the ladies in the opener stole the show. Definitely. Nobody could compare to that match. Nope. And you almost knew it as it was happening. Like yeah. the spot where Io Shirai puts the garbage can over her entire body and, <laughs> and then just, just jumps. Just jumps. Um, later on, uh, Dakota Kai put the garbage can over her, over Io's body and, and then, then stomped her. And like to it, the point where it crashed the can so bad she had to like physically pull it. Yeah, they almost needed the jaws of life just to get her out. <laughs> I thought the EMTs are going to have to come in there, man. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of the show. There was a lot but of brutal a, stuff. A lot of a lot of great matches. Candace took a bump where she was like laying on a ladder holding a chair. Oh my god, yeah. I think she got hurt. I read that. Uh, I read and it was clickbait, so I didn't clickbait. I, I you didn't I didn't fall for it. But I did read that three of the ladies were injured in that match. I could see it. <laughs> I can't believe the stuff they put their bodies through. I think we lost count on all the weapons that were in that well, ring. Every girl, as soon as the as soon as they were released from the shark cage, immediately ran to the steps and then like faked going in the ring and then just walked down the steps. And for some reason, there was just a never ending supply of weapons in this one spot. <laughs> yeah. And it continued for the men's match too. They kept grabbing shit from this one spot. They should have made it at least like. Um, no mercy or something, or WCW versus you know NWO. Oh, where sometimes where you, you, you you'd look under it, and then there'd be nothing, and the guy would put his hands up and like the shoulder shrug, and have to go get another, go to another side of the ring yeah. and try to find. Something. I loved that. I they should have to do that. <laughs> but yeah, we saw oh, we saw all kinds of stuff in that match. It ended up being Raquel Gonzalez got the pinfall on Io Shirai. She yeah. like choke slammed her through a ladder. Yeah, and got the win. That was. I'm a fan of that Raquel Gonzalez. She made like, you a fan after War Games? No, I liked you, her you going before? in. Okay. I liked yeah, her a lot going in. She's gigantic. Yes. She's going to be good. The um, Ciampa-Thatcher match I thought was very, very good. Yeah, that was awesome. At the end, that, um, Ch- or, uh, Thatcher ended up bleeding pretty good his from his ear. ear. Yeah. It looked like weird. it just broke open. Yeah. I'd like to. Maybe you can't hear out of the ear anymore. I don't know. I don't know either. But that was good. Champa got the win, right? Pinfall. Yes. And then they were giving each other the the like mm, the respect, the respect nod. glare. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll do another one or be tags. I'd be happy with either. I, me too. I'd also be happy if Champa was world champ again. Yeah, I'd love for him to interrupt Finn Balor tonight. Yes, the prince is back. 
but I bet you it'll be somebody else. Yeah, probably. Um, what else was on that? Well, we talked about the Pat McAfee once again. Oh, man. my God. Doing swantons off top of the cage and yeah. shit. Like, what is going on with him? <laughs> He's a freak athlete. And I get that, but I really do think that he, like, respects the business. Like, I... Yes. Did you see on Monday somebody posted um, like a clip of his show? No. Completely in a neck brace. Really? Yes. I fucking love that. I dude. do too. I really love that. Like when he first came in, I was like, God damn it. Me too. Because just we, we talked about we were at Takeover War Games last year. He's on the um the uh the panel before the show with like yeah. Sam Roberts and somebody else, and he's wearing like fucking I think he had he was doing the old joke where he had the the suit top on, but then just boxer shorts on or something. Like, yes, I was that's like, this right. guy's just trying to make himself just stand out. And like, I don't know. I thought he was just a big shithead. And then when he, when he got into it with Adam Cole, I still wasn't really on board. But nope. then that first time when he ran up and jumped up on top of the top rope, yeah. it, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Right. And then, and then moonsault and then moon, over, yes. landed it and yes. then ran back. I was just like, He's actually, he's got to be a putting in the work. I mean, yeah. you're a freak athlete. That's one thing, but being able to still have like the psychology and all that, he's great. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's like the greatest wrestler or anything like that. No, but, but for, of people that come from elsewhere. Yes. So far, I think he, he is great. Yeah. Maybe the uh, I heard Shaq's on AEW tonight. So I bet you anything Mac, he's better than him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do want to get into uh deathmatch. Jake Pat doesn't have no Papa John's pizza though. No shakaroni. No, no shakaroni. Um, deathmatch. Jake. Yes. Remember the audio last week? He asked us to watch the Hogan Rock from WrestleMania 18. Did you get to that, man? I for sure got to that. Okay. Um, really, really happy with that match. I thought it was fun. Um, it's crazy because before the bell rings, both men like. They face off, and there's just a huge Hogan chant. Now, they're yeah. in Toronto. They're at the Sky Dome. That's where Hogan uh, headlined WrestleMania six against Warrior. Yep. And he probably hasn't been in that, in that building since. And those fans still, their nostalgia level is, like, through the roof. They're, they're chanting was, for Hogan. There were signs that and would indicate that, that Hogan's the good guy here. Yeah. And he's the NWO. He's Hollywood Hogan. Yes. You know, he's the bad guy. Yes. And every time, I mean, it, it it was nuts, man. Um, that Hogan chant, the first one shit starts, and then both guys just kind of look around, and you can tell that that befuddled the Rock. Yeah, like he didn't know. But credit to Rock, he like he worked kind of a heel style. Like he didn't turn heel. No, he, he everybody just liked him the because heel yes. style in the match because that's what the match called for. Like yes. props to him. Um, Hulk has definitely passed his prime here. But physically, I thought he looked damn good. That's what I have exact in my notes. I was like, it's crazy to see. I mean, obviously, it's, what, 18 years ago or something. But I'm like, for for what he looks like then, that's pretty if, damn good, actually. Yeah. And it, it's also funny to me how The Rock looks here, just because I'm used to how he looks yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he looks like a twig. Yes. <laughs> and he's completely in shape and Oh, jacked. for sure. You know, it's just he's so jacked now, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, the, <laughs> and the match itself, like, it's as good as any Hogan match, which on the surface doesn't say a whole lot for, like, the moves and stuff. Yes. Um, But Jake was right in saying that the fans kind of made the match. Absolutely. He, I, I said we should we could put together a way better match 
doesn't matter because that's the difference with pro wrestlers. They know yes. how, to, how to work that shit. Yeah, man. And even as Hogan in the beginning, he's attempting to work like a heel. The crowd eats it up, man. And back it, rakes. It was on know? the level of like Money in the Bank 2011 crowd wise. Yeah. Oh, my God. The crowd was nuts. It was crazy, man. And Hogan kicked out of the second rock bottom. The place comes fucking unglued. They go yep. banana. They go banana. Um, <laughs> and then he hits him with another rock bottom and a people's elbow. Finally gets the pin. The two shake hands at the end. And then the NWO comes out. They don't like that shit. Nope. I wonder if that was planned. I'd love to. You know, there's got to be some interview footage. Yeah, after this. that's a that's a good point. Because I, I was thinking that at the end, too. I'm like, well, if we're doing that anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you don't need to root for Hogan, so you lose, and those guys just come out and do it. It anyway makes no sense heat. that way, though. If Hogan works heel the whole time, and then all there is though is loses. just a little hand, I don't, I don't yeah. know. It just doesn't. Yeah, that's not enough. It's not right, enough. For right, me, right, but right. It was freaking awesome. Um, anything else you want to talk about, or you want to get into uh, Deathmatch Jake's next uh, recommendation? That's your Deathmatch Jake's new recommendation. <laughs> First, oh, that's the wrong button. Wrong button. That's not death, deathmatch. Jake that sounds like Todd, Todd Pattengill. Pattengill. <laughs> uh. Hey guys, this is Pure Dad. Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison, and this is your match recommendation for the day. Ooh, botch spot here, Adam. We got a botch spot. It's called technical <laughs> difficulties, Matt. Bam, for one second, I'll get this thing figured out. I did watch a little uh, NWA shockwave, and I watched Priscilla Kelly versus yeah. Thunder Rosa. Oh, how was that? It was fantastic. I suggest you watch it. I would love to watch that match. I won't tell you who wins, then, just in case you do. <laughs> you know I'm not going to watch it. Did my girl win or not? That's what I want to know. Yes, and and this was pre-taped. They said that she defended the title three times in the last six yes. days when it was taped. Yeah. It's amazing. Crazy, dude. I love me some Thunder Rosa. Who Back with another match recommendation, and what I would consider to be one of my favorite matches of all time, Japanese professional wrestling legend Kenta Kabashi versus Samoa Joe in 2005 in Ring of Honor. Definitely a top five Ring of Honor match. Go check it out. Don't forget to get that follow at Puro Dad and Instagram. Get your shit in, Jake. Get your shit in. <laughs> I'm loving. I'm loving this recommendation. So though. he handed me, um, yeah, he handed me a DVD for this match. Okay. But I'm sure you can find it somewhere else if you don't. If you don't, um, let me know. I'll let you watch it before you leave for your trip. Uh, yeah, it's probably gonna have to be on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Or just set the zoom right in front of the TV and not just watch it. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, see if you can figure that out. Yeah, he handed me a, it was just today, maybe it was yesterday. Dude, that's that sounds badass. Uh, Samoa Joe Kenta Kabashi. Yeah. Um, it was like a best of Ring of Honor. There's like, I didn't know that was the match he was going to recommend, but he handed me the DVD and there was, I don't know, 10 different matches. One of them CM Punk versus Terry Funk from like 03 or Fuck something. I, like, I don't know. I'll check that out. That's nice. for sure. I'm in. But yeah, go ahead and check that out. You guys can uh, watch that along with us and give Jake a follow and enjoy the, uh, the all the wrestling. All the There's a cornucopia of wrestling out there. You just got to go find it. That's right. Pick what you like. Watch what you like. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
give it here, give it here. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 